Have you ever wondered what makes people capable of creating changes that impact their lives and the world around them? What is their way of thinking, their mentality, their patterns, their perceptions of the world, their reactions to different life events? What influences them? My name is Cristina Puyol, and I invite you to join me in this adventure where we will explore together the mind of change makers. Are you a negotiator or non-negotiator? I'm not asking if you know how to negotiate or if you have negotiating skills. I'm asking if you're doing negotiations, and I shouldn't even ask because I know the answer. In some area of your life, you are a very good negotiator because you negotiate a lot with yourself. And in this episode, I will show you what I mean, and I want to invite you to become a non-negotiator. So how does these negotiations that I talk about look like? That cake looks so good. If we share it, I won't eat as much and I will only have two little spoons or three mugs and then I will walk to work to lower my sugar. I didn't want to spend anything this month, but this is such a great deal. I will drink Diet Coke, that way I can eat more food. I really want to exercise every morning, but if I sleep more today, it will be better for me, for sure. I should go to the gym, but oh well, it's just one day. Tomorrow, I'll get back to it. I said I wasn't going to drink alcohol before going to bed, but I had a terrible day. I deserve it. Nothing is going to happen for just one day. I said I was going to quit smoking, but I can't throw away the packs that I have, so I will start after that. I should get up, but if I sleep 50 more minutes, it's okay. I'll make shorter meditation today. It's Mary's or John's birthday today. I can't say no. Does any of these sound familiar? Are you a relentless negotiator in some area of your life? If you think the answer is no, think again, since I believe most of us have some area where we heavily negotiate or we gave up entirely on that area to stop hearing those negotiations. If you often find yourself talking yourself out of doing something that you know is good for you or talking yourself into doing something that you know is not good for you, know that you're not alone and that is your negotiator in action. Our mind is a potent machine of self-justification and is trained to look for the easiest recognizable pattern that keep us alive. Everything else we need to train it for. Yes, I know it's an oversimplification, but bear with me. We always have a reason why we do what we do or why we don't do what we don't do. Even when we say, I don't know why I did that. Your mind will make every effort to come up with a reason. And then depending on your personality, you will make yourself the hero or you will punish yourself. So we are great at creating reasons why we do or not do that thing in some area of our life. And that is part of the self-negotiation process. Self-negotiation is a sabotaging tactic that keeps us from advancing in some area of our life and changing. And this is the Change Makers Mind podcast, so we have to talk about change. Change is needed for growth. It's part of life. It's life. Life changes. Change is necessary for improvement. But even when we want to change willingly or out of necessity, many of us still resist change. Why? Because change can be inconvenient, hard, scary, and change usually means being uncomfortable, at least for a part of time. And sometimes it's hard to believe that at the other end of that change, 
things will be better, and we will be okay. This episode was inspired by one of my last interviews. I had the privilege to talk to Michael Anthony from Think Unbroken, who has created massive change in his life. And he shared that he plays a trick with his mind. He knew he could create himself and change if he was willing to stop negotiating with himself. So he started to call himself a terrorist and tell himself that he will not negotiate with terrorists as a way to trick himself to show up every day. He needed a way to remind himself to get up, go and show up as Michael and live his life and work on becoming a non-negotiator because he does not negotiate with terrorists. He also asked himself every morning, who are you going to be today? Who do you choose to show up as? And looks in the mirror and say that he's not willing to negotiate with terrorists. There is a quote from Ken Blanchard, the chief spiritual officer of Ken Blanchard Companies and co-author of over 30 books, including the classic bestseller, The One Minute Manager, that speaks in this direction. The phrase goes like this. There is a difference between interest and commitment. When you're interested in doing something, you do it only when it's convenient. When you're committed to something, you accept no excuses, only results. In life, the results of victory goes to those who make 100% commitment to the outcome, to those who have a no-matter-what-it-takes attitude. They give it their all. They put everything they have into getting their desired result, whether it's an Olympic medal, getting to a specific fit level, their dream house, dream business, dream job, desired income, financial freedom. And the first step, of course, is that you need to decide. Decide that thing, that goal, that purpose, and that is something that you want 100%. This is something that I work in my coaching sessions from the start. If there is uncertainty, lack of clarity, or lack of commitment, or no goal, we need to work first on that before any type of tactics, strategy, or actions. And that may mean working on your values, beliefs, or your fears. Your fears and your negotiator are very good buddies. So... Assuming that you have clarity and certainty and you think you have commitment, the key to advancing, progressing at your goals is to stop negotiating with yourself and build your actions into non-negotiable systems. We all have systems that we operate by, even if you don't realize it. Default emotions we go to, default ways of reasoning and reacting, whether we are aware of it or not. They might be sloppy, unhealthy, loosely defined system, or seemingly useful. They exist. They are there. So it's important to set systems that support your progress and goals. And for that, we need to identify what is and what isn't productive. What's moving you towards your goals and what's moving you away from them. Stop any self-negotiation and become a non-negotiator. Set boundaries and follow them under all circumstances. Have rules in place to guide you in the challenging situations. Tom Billier talks a lot about these rules. And let's start by answering this question. What does it mean to stop negotiating with yourself? It means that you're going to take choices 
out of the equations. We are inundated with choices, constantly overflowing with options that directly detract us from the habits we wish to build and the goals we want to achieve. Too many choices distract you from laser focus reaching a goal requires. Eliminating those choices makes it simple and straightforward. Here is when we introduce the non-negotiator, the no exceptions rule, the 100% commitment. Successful people adhere to the no exception rule when it comes to their disciplines. Once they make 100% commitment to something or someone, there are no exceptions. It's a done deal, no negotiable, case closed, finito, no more, over and out. There are no exceptions, no matter the circumstances. This ends any further debate, discussion, negotiation. It closes that door. You burn all the bridges or the boats. And although it may sound very exaggerated or dramatic, it makes life easier and simpler. It frees up tons of energy that you would otherwise be using to debate with yourself over and over a topic. And all the energy that you're using for internal conflicts is energy that you don't have for creating other things or goals that you want to achieve and the emotional drain that it causes. You already are a non-negotiator in other areas of your lives. You, for example, I hope so, are committed 100% to drive on one side of the road. So you don't even debate that with yourself. Should I go over the other side or should I stay on my side? Well, if 1% of the time I cross the lanes, nothing will happen. It sounds ridiculous because it is, because you're fully committed to be on your side of the lane and you know the consequences of that 1% and they're not good. So there is no question about it. And this applies to many areas of your lives. So you know how to be a non-negotiator. So I'm inviting you to apply this type of commitment and the non-negotiating, no exceptions rule to the area in your life where you want to progress, succeed, advance, and apply again the no exception rule, the no matter what. 99% of commitment is actually harder than 100% and with completely different results. Think of it, 99% commitment. So When is the time for that 1%? How do you know that you have used up your 1%? What is the impact of that 1%? Sometimes 1% can destroy the rest of the 99%. Think of a pilot that errs in their landing 1% of the time. One time out of 100, the pilot crashes. The pilot is not committed to a perfect landing. That probably will not end up well and would only happen once. Whether the habits that you're installing or that you already have in your life is to read for an hour, practice playing an instrument five days a week, learning a new language, exercise five days a week, eating a better diet, meditating every day for a minimum of 30 minutes, spend quality time every day with your family or whatever else you need to do to achieve your goals, commit 100% to those daily disciplines that will get you there. Do not negotiate with yourself. This is something that Jack Canfield talks about in his success principles. He gives example of why this powerful 100% commitment is also critically important in areas like the workplace. Quoting the book, Success Principles, consider what a commitment to just 99.9% quality will mean in the following work situations. 
It will mean one hour of unsafe drinking water every month, two unsafe landings at O'Hare International Airport each day, 16,000 lost pieces of mail per hour, 20,000 incorrect filed drug prescriptions every year, 500 incorrect surgical operations performed each week, 50 newborn babies dropped at birth by doctors every day, 22,000 checks deducted from the wrong account each hour, your heart failing to beat 32,000 times each year. I think you get the point, right? Can you see why 100% is such an important percentage? Just think how much better your life and the whole world will work if you and everybody was committed to 100% excellence in everything you do. When you allow that 1% to sneak in, you allow room for excuses to be used to negotiate with yourself and take you away from your goals. And sometimes that can be really sneaky and weaken your resolve, lessen your accomplishments and get in between you and your goals. So it's important also to learn to distinguish between what's an excuse and what is a reason or an explanation. Let me start by saying that the difference between excuse and reason or explanation sometimes is hard to tell and only the person stating the reason will know what it really is and even in some occasions maybe not even them but let's make some sort of distinctions an excuse is a mental obstacle you place between you and your goal between you and your growth between you and your progress an excuse and a reason can be talking about exactly the same thing, the same event, person, or situation. But how we interpret it and use it can determine what it is. An excuse is used to avoid responsibility or avoid effort. Excuses deny responsibility. Explanations, reasons, on the other hand, allow for responsibility to be acknowledged and the situation to be explored and understood. Excuses come from feelings of defensiveness that pop up when someone is feeling attacked. Explanations occur when someone wants to be understood. Excuses weaken your tenacity. Reasons strengthen it. For example, if you're stopped by the police and you were on a rush, and let's say that you were just driving too fast and the police ask you, so where, where were you going so fast? And you say, well, my child is, uh, had an accident and I'm running to get there. Only you know if it's true or not true. If it's true, it's a reason. If it's not true, it's an excuse. Another example that I can share with you is from one of our neighbors. She's 60 years old and after the pandemic, her business just went flat and she lost her business. So now she's looking for a job and she doesn't want to even apply because in our country, for women over a certain age, and especially at 60, it's hard to get a job. That's a reason but the interesting thing is that she has been self-employed for over 30 years. Actually, a coach made her see that and realize that she was using that as an excuse because she could really go back to be self-employed. And moreover, the coach helped her find out that her real reason was that she has now a beautiful granddaughter that she wants to spend time with. So she really does not want to have a job because she wants the time to spend with her granddaughter. So here's where we can see that sometimes something can be a reason 
or an excuse. And sometimes we need another perspective to realize whether we're using a situation, a person, an event as an excuse or as a reason. And you will also see that excuses will derail you. Reasons is just a change to another track, to another lane, to keep on going towards your goals. Going back to our negotiator, we can detect it is on call or not. As creatures of habit, we tend to repeat the same excuses. So if you watch yourself, you will quickly detect some of them. Here are a few key phrases to watch for. The tomorrow syndrome or the later syndrome. Just one more or just five more minutes. If I do this now, I'll do that later. Some keywords, we just repeat them over and over. Words like just, because, later, tomorrow, maybe, what happens if... If you hear yourself saying these things, be suspicious. Your negotiator is on call and relentless. So we're not going to go over how to set up habits and discipline in this episode. If this is something you would like more knowledge of, let me know, contact me, send me an email, send me an Instagram message, whatever, let me know. What I wanted is for you to notice that negotiator and to start to remove self-negotiation from the process and give you some simple tools. Things that help you with all of these can be to write a 100% commitment paragraph that you can see daily and find a trick name for yourself to call off the negotiations. Focus. Work only towards three goals at a time and set a system to check your progress, whether daily, weekly, monthly. If you have many goals, you will be more dispersed and prone to negotiations. Schedule it ahead of time. Block time to do that which you want to progress on. And last but not least, care. Leave time to care for yourself. Having balance in your life will help you to keep your mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being, and therefore function at your best. When we are rested, we handle better any emotional turmoil and have therefore better starting point for those challenging times where the negotiator may wake up. You can also set very specific rules around your specific goals within your system. For the challenging times where you think you can enter into a negotiation, with yourself and get derailed. Yes, rules. You may have some bad association to rules, but these are your rules, not imposed from outside. And you make them so that they eliminate choices that can distract you from your goals. Rewrite your self-negotiation with your new rules. And you can make some high-end rules, like, for example, Tom Bileo and the Impact Theory, like... Mistakes are great teacher to those who are willing to admit that they've made one. Share the lessons learned from your mistake with your fellow impactivists. Failure is temporary. Move quickly beyond it. So those are some examples. Or you can go to detailed habit rules for specific things. For example, I only eat sweet the 28th of the month if I eat at a restaurant. I never eat sugar if I ever fail, I will give 100 euros to my least favorite person and you follow through. I can't touch the phone in the morning until I'm done with meditation, exercise and reading. And I program it to not distract me before that. In summary, you create your rules and they are personal and derived from your goals. The purpose of rule is to eliminate choices in the future. Create system that keeps you on track so when things come up, 
your negotiator won't show up. Trick your mind to become a non-negotiator, a no matter what person. The goal is not to be self-judgmental, but to be a watchdog of your negotiator so you can overcome the hurdles that keep you from changing your habits and reaching your goals. Will you become a non-negotiator? Thanks for this shared time. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Hope you're getting tremendous value from it. I would love to hear from you. And as many of you want to support this podcast in many ways, we created a Patreon account where you can support it in three levels. I will leave you the link in the notes of the episodes. This will help us a lot to bring more team members and be able to devote more time to what we are best at. And to support this podcast at zero cost, please subscribe in any or all of the platforms of your choice, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, Google Podcasts, Podcast Deezer, and you can also leave us a review in Apple Podcasts and a five star if you think we deserve it. You know exactly what you want. Stop negotiating with yourself. A huge, huge hug and kisses to you, change maker.